Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am your host, Jackie Lindahl, and thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been a couple weeks since I released an episode, haven't really released many episodes this month, but I'm hoping to get back on track with starting with this episode. Uh, it's just been a busy month. I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> so with this episode, I wanted to do another Q&A episode answering your biggest questions. Uh, so I put a call out onto my social media and I got a few really good questions that I'm excited to talk about here. Um, yeah, I find that Q and a episodes are always my favorite. Whenever I have a podcast that I'm listening to, um, I love Q and a episodes because it's like, usually somebody else is asking a question that I already have or a question that I'm curious about or something. I'm like, Oh, I never thought about that. I wonder what the answer is. So I really enjoy Q and a episodes. So hence why I'm going to do another one because they're my favorite. So I got a handful of really good questions here, um, that I really like or not a, that I really like, obviously I like the questions, but a handful of good questions here that I'm excited to talk about and let's get into it. Question number one, what are your favorite ab exercises? So it's a great question. Um, in all honesty, people, oops, people might be a little bit surprised when I say I, I don't do a ton of ab work. I do sprinkle in ab exercises and core training and stuff throughout my workouts. But a lot of people feel like you need to do like an entire day of abs or you need to do like a whole, you know, three or four supersets of abs or something like that to be able to achieve, you know, stomach fat loss or a six pack or whatever, but really your core, if you are, um, if you're training properly and in doing exercises properly, you're involving your core in a lot of exercises. So for example, like barbell squats or really just any squat, any weighted squat, for example, you're using your core to help stabilize your trunk and your upper body. When you're doing deadlifts, you're breathing into your core and tensing those muscles to help keep your trunk and your back straight, as well as to be able to breathe properly when doing the movement. So I really, really make sure when I'm doing any exercise, I am engaging my core. So that's number one, like really uh, just general core engagement throughout any exercise is one of my favorite ways to help train your abdominals. Next ones. I really really like dead bugs. Um, if you're not really sure what a dead bug is, you're essentially laying on your back. Um, kind of like, you know, how a bug lays on their back with their legs up in the air, legs and hands up in the air. Bugs don't have hands, but anyways, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, so you're laying on your back with your generally knees bent at a 90 degree angle. I guess your legs could be straight if you wanted to, but 
legs bent in a 90 degree angle and your arms straight up in front of you. Sometimes you can do a dead bug with like holding a medicine ball or one of those big Swiss balls in between your hands and your legs. Um, or you can do without, or some people will do with like small dumbbells in their hands, whatever. So then you're alternating opposite arm, opposite leg, reach out, you straighten your leg, you reach your arm out over top of your head, return to the starting position back and forth. And if you could see what I'm doing on a video right now, I'm kind of mimicking the movement. But anyway, uh, I love dead bugs. They are modifiable to any fitness level. And they're one of those exercises that actually the better you get at them, the harder they become. A lot of people will say to me like, oh, you know, I find that dead bugs aren't that challenging. It's like, no, if you find dead bugs not challenging, you're not doing them right. Like even without weight or without a ball or without anything, you can make them challenging. It's really, really, you're focusing so much on engaging your core, really pushing your lower back right into the ground, raising your head slightly up off the ground to really help engage those core muscles. And if you're doing them properly, they're difficult. The next one that I really also like, again, suitable for any fitness level is a pal-off press. So that one is where you, you, you could use a cable, you could use resistance bands and you have them fixed like on an object. So for me, I usually wrap my resistance bands around my squat rack or like in a door and you are coming out perpendicular to your bands, if that makes sense at all. And I, so basically you're standing sideways to your bands, you're adding, you're pulling a little bit of resistance onto the bands and then engaging your core, keeping your hips and everything nice and straight. And you're going to push the band or the cable or whatever you're using out with your hands and then bringing it back into your core. Another one that's super modifiable for any fitness level can be made challenging for any person, regardless of how fit or not fit they are. Um, it's a great one. It's, I loved it when I was pregnant with my daughter, it was a very safe, um, exercise for me to be able to do at any stage of my pregnancy. So I really liked that one. Um, and it doesn't involve getting on and off the floor which for some people, especially when they're first starting out, that can be really hard. So it's one that you can do standing up. You don't have to get down on the floor or anything like that. Um, yeah. So those are two that I really like. I obviously really like other ones like, um, planks are another one that again, if you're doing a plank, right, they're challenging and really difficult. Um, other ones that I like, similar to Paloff Press is like a wood chopper. So it's a similar thing to uh, Paloff Press, but you're using rotation. So again, another one that I really enjoyed uh, for the most part during my pregnancy, um, just because again, I wasn't having to get on and off the floor. It was helping to target my obliques a little bit more. Yeah. So those are just a few that I really like. I'm not, like I said, I'm not huge on a ton of different using a bunch of different ab exercises and things like that. Um, those are really some of the ones that I really like. Next question. Question number two, how much protein do I need? So not a lot of context to the question, just, uh, how much protein do I need? So I'm not really sure if this is for weight loss, if this is for muscle gains, if this is just for general maintenance. Um, but I'll just kind of cover a little bit of a, a variety. So how much protein you need depends generally on your goals and what exactly you're looking for. However, though, if you are 
strength training, wanting to lose weight, gain muscle mass, gain strength. A good rule of thumb is anywhere between 0.8 to one gram. So 0.8 to one gram per pound of lean body weight or your goal weight. So, or your maintenance weight, if that's where you are right now, um, is a really good range to be in if you are wanting to maintain gain muscle, maintain or gain muscle mass, depending on what you're doing. Um, if you're just looking at general, how much protein do I need? And you're not a super active person. You're not weight training, trying to build muscle mass or anything. Um, generally somewhere around like 0.7 grams per pound of body weight is sufficient. Um, you might find different sources telling you different things. I know I've heard different things that like the minimum amount that most people need is like 50 grams, uh, or 50 to 70 grams per day. That would be like your bare minimum. You're not an active person. You're not weight training. You're not looking to lose weight, gain weight. You're completely at maintenance and maybe you do a little bit of walking for activity that would probably suffice for that. But if you're weight training, wanting to gain or maintain muscle mass while you're losing weight or anything, that 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight is more than sufficient for people. And if you're struggling with protein intake, because it is a difficult one, I find a lot of people really struggle to get their protein in initially. And it's one that you kind of have to work your way up on, start on the low end. So if you're really struggling to get in your protein intake, start at 0.7 and then work your way up to 0.8. And if you're somewhere within that 0.8 to one gram per pound of lean body weight or your goal weight, that's perfect. That's a great range to be in. Um, but yeah, build it up slowly. If you're really struggling to get your protein intake in, work on building it up a little bit at a time. Definitely. So I hope that helps. Question number three, should I do cardio or strength training for weight loss? So short answer is do both long answer. I'll go a little bit more in depth. So what I mean by the short answer is do both is that cardio and strength training are both very important for not just weight loss, weight maintenance, weight, whatever it's important for health. So cardiovascular training for those who aren't really sure what it is, that's kind of your aerobic training. So when people think of cardio, they'll think of running, they'll think of swimming, biking, walking can be, is considered a cardiovascular activity. Um, hit workouts, et cetera, et cetera. Strength training, meaning like weight training, adding resistance, those types of exercises. Why are they both important? Well, cardio is important for your overall health, helps train your heart and lungs, helps you, um, increase your aerobic capacity, feel more fit going up a flight of stairs. Uh, cardio is important for your everyday health. And if you would have talked to me five years ago, about this, I would have had a very different opinion on cardio. But over the past few years, my view has really changed on it because it got demonized in kind of the bodybuilding strength training world as cardiovascular training isn't good. It's bad for gains, all these types of things, but it's really dependent on your goals, how much you need. But at the same time, it's important for just your overall health. So that's something to consider. However, though, cardio is often overrated when it comes to weight loss and strength training is often considered underrated. So what I mean by overrated is 
people automatically assume that if they need to lose weight, they need to jump on the treadmill. When in fact, that's generally not the case. Doing some cardio throughout the week, excellent. Doing 30 minutes of cardiovascular, whether it's a walk, a swim, a bike ride, whatever it might be, dancing in your living room, sex, I don't know, whatever you want to do. I don't judge how you get your cardio in. Um, doing that for 30 minutes, three times a week is perfect, but you don't need to be doing hours and hours of cardio a week, unless, you know, you're training to run a marathon or something like that. And in that case, you do you weight training though, is often not, um, not thought about when it comes to weight loss. And the reason why weight training is important for weight loss is number one, it helps build and maintain muscle mass. So this oftentimes what can happen when people lose weight or they lose weight doing a lot of cardio and not eating enough protein and not strength training is yes, they'll lose a little bit of body fat, but they're also losing muscle mass, which isn't good. You know, we need muscle mass. It's very important. And in those cases, their strength suffers. And it's like I said, you need muscle mass. So when you're weight training while trying to lose weight, you're going to build and maintain muscle mass, which means that most of the weight that you'll lose is likely body fat. And not only that, the more muscle mass that we have, the faster over time that our metabolism can maintain and improve. So yes, over time, the more muscle that you gain, the more calories that your body is going to burn on just a regular day-to-day basis, which means that it's kind of like, think of it as like long-term investing. You're going to get more bang for your buck with weight training than you are with just doing cardio alone for weight loss. A lot of people really think like, oh, I have to do cardio because you burn calories while doing cardio. And yes, you do. During a one hour session, let's say comparatively, if you do one hour of pretty moderate intensity cardio versus an hour of strength training, you will in that one hour burn more calories doing cardio. Yes. However, though, with strength training, like I said, you will keep burning calories after your workout, as well as the more muscle mass that you have, the more calories that you're going to burn just on a day-to-day basis. So in short, both are important. However, though, weight training is your long-term investment. Okay. Cardio, great for health, great for getting you up and moving, getting steps in, et cetera, et cetera. However, though, short-term investment when it comes to weight loss. I hope that helps. Uh, number four, uh, is kind of a random question, but I like it. So I'm going to answer it is what is your favorite TV show? So, uh, a lot of people would probably think that like as a mom and as a personal trainer, I don't watch a ton of TV. I do watch TV. Um, right now, my favorite TV show is Yellowstone. You probably, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me talk about it or post about it or whatever. I love Yellowstone. Didn't really think that I was going to love it. Well, part of me knew that I was going to love it because I have a soft spot for Westerns, like Western type shows, anything with like cowboys and horses and farming and ranching growing up in Alberta, where I grew up with cows and horses and farming and ranching. I have a big soft spot for like Western movies or really put a horse in anything and I'll probably watch it. So Yellowstone for me, I love it, but I also love the drama of this show. I'm not one for 
dramatic shows, but I love this show. Anyways, if you haven't watched Yellowstone, I'm pretty sure that I tell every single one of my clients or like anyone who will listen to me that they need to watch Yellowstone because I don't know why, but the people that I hang out with besides my husband don't watch Yellowstone. So I need more people to watch Yellowstone and talk to me about it. So if you follow me on Instagram and you watch Yellowstone, send me a message because I love talking about this show. <laughs> it's so good. I have a huge crush on Kevin Costner. I think that he is a very fine gentleman as well as Cole Hauser, who plays uh, one of the main wranglers on the show, uh, Rip Wheeler, also a very fine gentleman. Uh, my husband sometimes listens to this podcast, so sorry, babe, but you should know that by now. <laughs> so yeah, Yellowstone is one that I really, really love. I love also like nostalgic shows. So growing up, we watched a lot of The Simpsons against my mom's, um, against what my mom would tell us all the time. We grew up watching The Simpsons. So really any Simpsons episode before the year, probably 2003. Five, I have seen it and I have it probably memorized. Um, so sometimes what my husband and I will do because the Simpsons is on Disney plus is I'll be like, Hey, pick, you know, pick a number between like one and 15 and that'll be like the season. And then I'll be like, Hey, pick a number between one and 30 and that'll be the episode. And we'll just watch it because I have a hard time, like actually picking the episodes I want to watch. I like to just watch random episodes. Um, yeah, the Simpsons is a classic one. Love watching that. Uh, another one that we used to watch growing up a lot was, uh, that 70 show. Um, love that show. Still love it to this day. It's still nostalgic for me. I know there's a lot of controversy around Danny Masterson who played Hyde and his sexual assault cases. I am aware of that. And it gives me a lot of conflict when I watch the show because he was one of my favorite characters. Um, but just for nostalgia reasons, it's just, it's a good show. My dad is 100% Red Foreman. If anybody who listens to this knew my dad growing up, they would probably agree. My dad was Red Foreman and my mom is kind of kitty as well. So it's just a nostalgic show. We used to watch it all the time as like a family. Um, I'm trying to think of others. I really went through a big phase of sex in the city for the longest time, like, especially when I was in college and stuff like that. Uh, I find now though, sex in the city, a little bit obnoxious. Like when I look back on the show, I'm like, oh, Carrie is the worst. <laughs> so I love that show. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, Carrie is the worst. Uh, maybe I need to watch it more again. I don't know. I haven't actually like sat down to watch sex in the city for a long time, but anyways, um, yeah, those are kind of the main ones. I don't really know. Are there other ones that I've really loved over the last little while? Suits. We recently uh, finished watching Suits uh, probably about a month or two ago. I really enjoyed Suits. I thought that was, I didn't, I didn't think that I would actually get into it. Um, my husband started watching it and I was kind of like, eh, whatever. But then like I got into it and yeah, that was a really good show. I enjoyed Suits. Um, another one that we really like, um, I really like is This Is Us. So I, I know like coming up this year is the last season of This Is Us. And um, although sometimes that show could get a little bit ridiculous and over dramatic, um, I do enjoy it. So I will definitely be watching the last season this year when it comes out. So there you go. Those are my favorite shows. If anybody wants to talk about my shows, especially Yellowstone, send me a message on Instagram. Okay. Last one back to a fitness question. Last question. Thanks for bearing with me when I talked about my TV shows. <laughs> um, last question is what is a bulk? 
why would somebody want to intentionally bulk up or gain weight? So it's kind of like a two-part question. Okay, let's talk about a bulk. I think that this person actually understands what a bulk is, but they just like maybe aren't really sure what instance you would use a bulk. So bulking, for those who don't know, is intentionally kind of going into a, not kind of, intentionally going into a calorie surplus to gain weight. And usually when people are wanting to gain weight in a bulk, they're wanting to put on muscle mass. Some people will bulk because they're underweight and they want to gain weight or, you know, just in general or whatever. But generally when we're talking about bulking or you hear a fitness person talking about a bulk or something like that, it's about gaining muscle mass. And to do that, you want to go into a slight calorie surplus. So eating more calories than your maintenance. So there's a few reasons why somebody would want to do this. Uh, Number one is, well, the number one reason is just to gain muscle mass. And yes, you can gain a bit of muscle mass when you are in a calorie deficit, especially if you're a newbie. Like if you're newbie lifting and you're in a bit of a calorie deficit, yes, you can gain some muscle mass. However, though, if you really want to put on some muscle mass, like I'm talking like you actually are actively wanting to put on muscle mass, you want to be in a slight calorie surplus so that you have enough energy, number one, to lift the amount that you need to, to help stimulate those muscles for growth. And as well as you're intaking enough calories for your body to be able to grow and recover those muscles. Now you'll hear different people talk about bulk and they kind of allude it to being like this free for all eating. You can eat whatever you want as much as you want. You know, uh, you might hear the term like dirty bulk or people will just like pig out on you know, fast food burgers and pizza and all these types of things just to get their calories up to gain muscle mass. And it's not really the best way to go about it because when doing that, you're going to gain a lot of body fat at the same time, probably more body fat comparatively than you do muscle mass. So when you go into a bulk, you don't actually need to increase your calories a ton, even just a couple hundred calories over your maintenance is really all that you need to help sufficiently put on some muscle mass. The other thing is, is that just like anything else, just like weight loss, just like anything else, when you're trying to achieve your goals, you need consistency and time. A lot of people will kind of go into this cycle of they go into a bulk for a month and then they'll cut or go into a calorie deficit for a month, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. If you actually really want to seriously put on muscle mass and really want to bulk up you need to go into a calorie surplus and train hard and work at it for like a few months, minimum three, minimum three months would be a good time for a bulk. Even six months is an even better time before going into probably a maintenance period and then a slight calorie deficit. Now, a couple things that can, now one thing that you need to note when you are going into a bulk is you will gain a little bit of body fat. If you're doing it right, you're not going to gain a ton of body fat, but you will gain a little bit of body fat when you are going into a bulk to purposely put on muscle mass and going into a calorie deficit. However, though, that little bit of body fat, number one, it's going to come on slowly if you're doing it right. And number two, if your ultimate goal is to want to gain muscle mass, it kind of comes with the territory of being in a calorie surplus. And it's not the worst thing in the world because when you're done, if you really want to, 
you can lose that little bit of body fat by going into a bit of a calorie deficit for a while. And that's totally fine. And if you get to, you know, if you gain a little bit of body fat along with your muscle mass and you're like, Hey, I don't really care. Then fuck all that's fine. So just something to remember that when you're going into a bulk, you usually ha- you can't just do it for a month. You got to do it for a few months and you, yeah, you're going to gain probably a little bit of body fat and it's not a big deal. It's not, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to freaking care that you've gained a tiny bit of body fat while you're bulking up. Everybody's going to be like, Whoa, look how strong you are. Look at how much muscle mass you've gained. They're not going to give a shit that you don't have perfect six pack abs anymore, or you've gained a little bit of extra body fat. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to notice it either. So just knowing that that comes with the territory. So yeah, that's what a bulk is. That is why somebody may want to intentionally gain weight or go into a calorie surplus because they want to put on some muscle mass. Those are my questions. I really enjoy doing these Q&A episodes, so I think I'll definitely keep doing more and more of them over time. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate every single person who comes by the podcast and takes a listen and listens to me ramble on about Yellowstone and suits for, you know, five to 10 minutes. (laughs) And if you don't already, please feel free to give me a follow on Instagram. I will post my Instagram in the show notes and you can follow me there. Uh, You can also find my TikTok as well as my Facebook page from there. If you haven't already and you are enjoying what I'm doing on the podcast, please feel free to subscribe or follow this podcast, as well as if you're really liking what I'm doing on the podcast so far, I would love, love, love and appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. It just helps to increase visibility of the podcast so that more people can come in and take a listen and I can help more people just like you. Also, if you have questions about my training, uh, training options, online training, please feel free to head to my website. It is www.fitlikeagirl, all one word, .ca. And you can get in touch with me there as well as ask any questions about training or anything like that. And lastly, just again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And until next time, take care, fam.